Weekly Sauce, episode 40. We hit the big 4-0, Alex. This is uh, a special episode for me. Again, this episode is brought to you by Mike's um, BBQ Rub and the others at Mike's BBQ Rub and the Hot Sauce for 10% off the entire site. Uh, I don't know, man. We have Last week, we had uh, Amar Sebi, John Bosnia. I don't know what kind of spices they can add there. The week before that, we had Lamros on Greek. We, we pitched an idea to get it some deep sauce going. But Mike's BBQ Rub, I think they need to get like a Zata uh, kind of spice going for the guests that we have coming on today. Uh, as usual, my name is Terry Tab, Alex, the intern. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing as incredible, man. I'm so happy about Eamon coming on. Super pumped. I've been following him for a long time. Um, and I think Mike's BBQ Rub should do a hummus, bro. <laughs> the, 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 that's what Mark yeah i think that's what they should do man almost no i think i think you get like a like a labne with like zatar on it no i mean am i saying it properly amen how's it going buddy hey arabic's getting pretty good there bud yeah not bad i had this thing <laughs> i had this thing this week it was called uh hello to jibin it's probably the best thing i've ever had in my life yeah yeah awesome dessert yeah 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 thanks for coming on we appreciate it yeah thank you my pleasure man glad to be on man it's uh so you're back in montreal i guess yeah, I got back to Montreal. I was happy that I got an exemption from the quarantine. Uh, they respected the UFC bubble, so I was really happy about that. Good, because uh, I know how tough it can get, uh, especially coming back. Is the law still there where you have to go to like uh, you have to go to a hotel for two weeks? I, be- I beat the law by six hours. But I just saw today on Rebel News, man, one guy walked out of there after spending 23 hours and he just took a ticket. But oh, I don't know if it's going to hold up these tickets in court, you know? What do you mean you got a ticket? Because you're supposed to spend three days in the ho- in the hotel, right? And uh, after yeah. 23 hours, he's like, you know what? I'm done staying here. I don't like being in here. So he wanted to leave. So they wanted to stop him from leaving. So he called the cops. And the cops came in. And he's like, listen, man, just give me a fine. I'm leaving. So they gave him a $3,000 fine. And he went home. I don't know if they're going to chase it now or what they're going to do with it. But this is like, I just saw the story on Rebel News on YouTube earlier today. I got to follow up, man. I can't wait to see what happens with this guy. I love it. I mean, it's yeah. it's, cra- it's crazy to see what we have to go through just to travel and work. For you, it's work, right? Yeah, for me, it's work. Because the thing is, for, uh, I went now to get paid, right? So I did a job. I fought. So I, didn't, I got an exemption. But I would love to go train right now in Puerto Rico with my buddies, uh, John Danahar and the Death Squad those guys out there i would love to just go two weeks and come back but if i go two weeks there then i have to quarantine in my house for two weeks it's a real pain in the butt you know yeah you have have a gym (laughs) in your place in my place what do you mean no in my house no i live in a condo now i just actually i just bought a house i'm moving in october but uh i'll build a gym in my garage there but for now i just train uh low-key yeah you gotta you gotta listen guys we're not gonna talk too much about training (laughs) i don't want them coming by you know i keep my mouth shut I don't know about how many too many uh, government <laughs> officials listen to the episode, but we'll, we we don't we don't want to risk it. There's always somebody <laughs> listening or some hater gonna snitch out. You don't know, man. That's it. <laughs> so so the quarantine, I guess it was tough to like, cut weight and stuff like that. I mean, you were training out there, so did you do your whole camp here? Yeah, I did my whole camp here. I did a lot of training outside, man. Honestly, I felt like I was Rocky when he was gonna fight Drago in Russia. I was doing all my a lot of my training outside in the front of the house. I'm sure my neighbors thought I was crazy because they don't all know what I do for a living, right? So. I, I brought some equipment from TriStar. I got my, uh, my my medicine ball, my kettlebells, and things like that. I'm running up and down the street. I'm doing circuits out there. Minus 20, that didn't matter. But, you know, it was good for the mental. It was really good for the mental because I was thinking to myself, this American guy, there's no way he's going through winter like me. 
No, there's, yeah. there, there's no way. Wait, he come, where, where did he come <laughs> no from? Way. Idaho or whatever it is? I, Iowa, I think. Iowa? I mean, it gets pretty cold. I mean, I don't know how not as much y'all cold, that's for sure. Yeah, not much y'all cold. It's way more south than here, but still, man. And it's crazy. And man. I was wondering if he had a lockdown or not where he was. Honestly, the states, you don't even know anymore who has a lockdown yeah. or who doesn't. But I, I, I assume that he was able to train. But that's, the thing. Yeah. that's another thing I wanted to tell you is like through a quarantine, training here, having to do it outside – you're still having to make weight, and, and Drake Rodriguez ended up missing weight. I mean, you ended yeah. up knocking him out and kind of teaching him a lesson. Yeah. Well. I mean, we don't know what happened to him, but it's it's this thing with fighters. It's like you got to make weight. That's the only thing you have to do is make weight. You know what? I didn't say this on my other interviews. I just thought about it now is that when we got – because, you know, we do a face-off. And after the face-off, you walk off the platform and you go behind the curtain, behind that wall that they have set up. And I, and I – I, I felt like he wanted to tell me something and I just blurted it out. But I'm like, listen, how did you miss weight? Man? How could you miss weight? You know, because to me, it's his first fight in the UFC. How can you do that? Man? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. He's 24 years old. Like it's harder for an older guy to make weight than a younger guy, especially your big shot to make it in the UFC. He just looked at me. He's like, I don't know. I came in heavy. I don't know what happened. And I just walked away from him. I was so upset. Like in the moment, I was very upset. And then as we were leaving, uh, he stopped my brother and he shook my brother's hand. He's like, coach, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to dissuade. The, kid, the kids felt really embarrassed, you know, and I don't know what went wrong. You know, he's made weight. He fought 13 times in the amateur. He fought eight times in the, in the pro circuit before UFC. Like, I don't know. I was just upset. But in the end, I got the bonus, man. And I don't That's know it. if that helped. I don't know if it helped that he missed weight. They're like, listen, he took the fight anyway, this, that. Let's give him the bonus. Whatever it is, I'm happy. What's the limit to the amount of pounds that you can be over for the fight to be canceled? Is there a limit? Um, I, like, I didn't have to accept the fight. So the fight, like, listen, you miss. So let's say our weight class is 135. But if it's not, if it's a non-title fight, they actually put in your contract 136. Okay. okay? So they give everybody a, a one pound if it's a non-title fight. And uh, the fight is off. If you're 136.1, fight's off. Okay. So I have to accept the fact that it's still on. But so when they came to me, they're like, uh, listen, he's off, he's off by 4.5 pounds. And my brother told Sean Shelby, he's like, listen, he's got two hours left because you have to wait in between nine in the morning and 11. Mm -hmm. And we want him to get as low as possible. He's like, no, he already started drinking. There's no way he can dehydrate himself more. Now it's done. So you don't have to fight. But if you do want to fight, I'll, 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 change, I'll give you a brand new contract. And I'll guarantee you that if you lose this fight tomorrow, I'll give you one more chance to perform. So then I could have walked away from the fight. The fight was canceled. They would have had to pay me anyway. Mm -hmm. Or do I roll the dice? You know what I mean? I had to real, roll the dice. Man. They real gave me a fighters contract. roll the dice, though. They roll the <laughs> dice, man. You got to do what you got to you know? do, man. And it's and good. I mean, and, and you said it in your press conference after that. They took care of you and you signed a new contract too, right? Which is great. Yeah, new contract. I mean, listen, they had me kind of cornered too because I got two kids, man. I want to make money. I got to fight. And I've been training my whole life to fight. I made it all the way here to fight, you know? So the contract really helped. Is it is uh is my choice because then I didn't have to worry about losing my job because it was the last fight on my contract mm -hmm. and I wanted to win. You know, and you, and, uh, you got the performance bonus of the night too. So it was nice. yeah, it was awesome, man. It was amazing. Yeah, Honestly, it was like probably, I gotta yeah. thank Draco now. Like now I gotta <laughs> thank him for that one. <laughs> Best fight of my career for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you what have yeah. you changed? What have you changed in terms of training and mental preparation since your last loss? Yeah, listen, man, the mental aspect was, uh, for me, it's, it was the hardest piece to overcome because uh, ever since I signed my contract in the UFC, I've always wanted to fight for a bonus. Okay, I don't fight really for the money, but I want to be known for my performances. You know, like win or lose, it doesn't matter as much to me, but I want to look great. But uh, in my first fight, 
like I, I did a great job. Like I rocked the guy in round one and then I dropped him in round two, but then I got poked in the eye. So the rest of the fight didn't go great. And I was forcing it so hard in my second fight with Ramos that I got knocked out because I went too crazy. Then my third fight, I took it too conservative. So I did a lot of mental work, reading a lot of like uh, self-help books and psychological uh, books to help me find who I am mentally. Like how, wh- who am I, how do I think to perform my best? Because naturally, I feel like I lean towards too much aggression. Like I, I'm a, too much of an aggressive fighter normally. So I worked on myself on like how not to be too conservative, not to be too aggressive. And I read this great book. It's called The Tools. And it gave me the best mantra, man. It's I love the pain. The pain will set me free. I love the pain. The pain will set me free. So that I would be ready to take over any adversary. And no matter what shot I ate, I was ready to just keep going forward in this fight. It's crazy how word, just specific words can just like change your mindset completely. Yeah. And for me, that it triggered it, it yeah. triggered it for me, and then I ended up switching it up. Like I ended up changing it to, I love the fear. The fear will set me free, because the pain is one thing. Physical, like physical pain, it's okay. You can deal with it, but that fear of getting knocked out was what was holding me back. Yeah, and I mean, listen, you, it was a great counter shot. I mean, it was it, you set it up beautifully. It was yeah. it it was awesome, and, and he buckles, and it was it was nice to watch and. Uh, yeah, honest, honestly kudos to you i think it was it was the whole the way it all ended out i think it was great you're coming off of two losses your decision i honestly i thought i thought you won two uh, yeah me too split but i thought you won and yeah uh, it's tough but that's the luck of the draw right it's gonna happen you gotta yeah. come out and like you said it was it was playing in your head and you know you come back you refocus and your training partner you know george we won't talk about him too much but george, yeah. george is the type of guy where he he when he got knocked out by Matt Sarah, he came back a whole different guy. Yeah, mentally, mentally he came yeah, back a whole different yeah. guy. Yeah, listen, if you ask him about that fight, it was because he was partying for that training camp. He barely trained for that fight, then he got KO'd, and he knew it. Like uh, he said that once the, the the cage door closed, he knew he wasn't ready. But only in that moment, which was interesting, because me when I was fighting my fight against uh, Vince Morales, every round. I was feeling like, oh man, I don't want to get knocked out. Like, don't don't open up. Yeah. And the more the fight went, the more I felt the fear, and that's why in the end I changed my mantra to, uh, the fear will set you free. The feel like as long as I overcome it and I face it, I can get past it. The glory is on the other side of it. Man. Uh, quarterbacks in football say it all the time. If you think interception, you're going to throw an interception. Yeah, man. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's almost like you're reinforcing that 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 pattern. Uh, I wanted to. Add, you mentioned exactly. the Dan Hurd Death Squad and going to train in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I want to talk about Dan Hurd Death Squad for a different reason. Uh, I, yeah. I've been training jiu-jitsu for twelve years. I know who Gordon Ryan is. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So what happened? Wait a second. Training twelve years. What are you training, Montreal? Uh, you want to come see us, man? Gracie Baja. I almost switched. Gracie, to uh, I'm a Gracie Baja West Island with Glenn. So you know. Oh, with Glenn. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm, a brown, up, I'm a brown man. belt over there, so it's pretty oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, Congrats, yeah. man. I almost switched to TriStar when I, when I my contract ended it downtown. I was almost yeah. like, you know, fuck this shit. I just want to do like no gi. So I was almost going to switch to TriStar, but I had moved to Laval. So I was like, I'm not going to go to Laval and back, whatever. So I was like, but I'm always in the West Island. So I just ended up switching to West Island. And I love okay. Glenn. Glenn's a great guy. So I, Yeah, Glenn's a great dude, man. Yeah, he's unbelievable. So, um, but I, I have come to TriStar a few times. I have done a few classes there. Okay, cool, yeah, man. And I, and I will come by. So uh, I will come by again, but I'm a big guy. So I'll probably just like get on top of you and see if I can smash you. I yeah, come on. 260 pounds, eh, man. I love to, man. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't <laughs> so, matter to me, man. Listen, now you talk that smack that I'm going to see when you walk uh, in the door. Now. 100%. Man. You'll see, you'll you'll see, see the long hair. It's not going to be a t- <laughs> I'll wear the same sweater, just so you know. Okay, perfect. Um, perfect. Um, yeah, so Gordon Ryan slapping Aldrig Alval. Honestly, yeah. you saw what happened, I assume? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's your boy. Um, I honestly, I don't love it 
but I like it. The reason why is because I'm, I'm kind of tired of this whole mentality that you have to respect people because they come from a certain country and in the jiu-jitsu world and BJJ. And I think that Gordon Ryan is a guy who st stands on his shield and he's like, fuck this shit. If you're going to disrespect me, then you're going to get a smack in the mouth. And I wanted to know what, what, what your thoughts were about that, knowing Gordon Ryan a little more personally than I do. Listen, man, on a personal level, Gordon is one of the most respectful guys. Then the only time he takes it to a disrespectful area is when he feels disrespected, you know? And Galval did pull the middle finger on him when he went to go shake his hand. Listen, is that a classy move? To me, it's not a classy move. You know what I mean? Like, Gordon's guy, Craig Jones, won fair and square, man. 100%. He didn't do anything dirty. He didn't do anything dirty. And coaches and fighters, when they come across that mat, you shake your hand. That's that's all respect, you know? When your warriors fight, win or lose, you have to respect each other. So when he disrespected him there, like I can understand where Gordon now, he's like, okay, now the gloves are off. And then yeah. when he's chirping Gordon, when Gordon's doing an interview and Gordon comes to see him and he gets in Gordon's face and then they shove each other this night, he got physical first. You know what I mean? Like uh, if it was up to me, if it was up to me, if I was Galvao, I would have at least slapped back. Minimum. <laughs> it's, that's, that's the part that <laughs> that's, scares me. But that's, that's the minimum because look, you shoved him. Then Gordon escalated with a slap. And now there's a minimum requirement of a slap. Or now you got to take him down. You got to hit him. You got to rock, rock and roll. Because they're both trained athletes. It's not like it's not like Gordon's a fighter and Galvao is not a fighter. He's a coach. He's not like a retired coach. You know? He's fought he's, he's an athlete. Felipe Pena. Exactly. So, so, And if they started rolling, people would have separated it. Yeah. So it wasn't going to be that big of a deal. It's not like they were going to start punching each other and knocking each other out. These guys are not boxing. Yeah. They just, but that's you know, Mac, that smack was loud and it was impressive, I will say. But I, I, I just saw, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's real, but I just saw somebody made a poster. Are they actually competing to, against each other now or no? No, I don't think they, I don't think they, I don't think Elvao would take that fight. That was a fake poster or no, what? For sure. I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard anything, but I haven't seen Yeah, because anything. he wanted something like a million dollars to have a match with him, which makes no sense. There's no Elvao there's wants no a million dollars? There's no million dollars yeah. in jiu-jitsu. There's no million dollars. I think the most is 100K for uh, for ADCC. Let's see if you win ADCC, okay? And then you, do, uh, you don't compete in the tournament. The next time you get a super match. And I think Aval made 100K one time, I think, which is not bad. I think you get you, – you, it can come up to like – I mean, I don't know if it comes up to a million, but with pay-per-view buys, with like – with no, no, no. And stuff, I don't think so. I mean – Not even close. Listen, not it's getting close. higher. And Gordon Ryan is like one of the highest paid. I think he is the highest paid. You know, He's probably he, the highest paid, yeah. 100% he is. He has to be. Yeah. He's uh, – yeah. the way, the amount that he talks and how good he is, you know, and he kills yeah. everybody. Um, yeah. Anyway, so – I I I just wanted to see, get your take on it because you know the guy. I I've yeah. him too. I went to Henzo's in New York and I and I've trained there and I met Gordon Ryan for two seconds and he seemed like a nice guy. They all do, you know what I mean. And um, let me say from white belt to black belt. If anybody has a question in the room, you can ask Gordon. He he takes care of everybody. Yeah. But if you disrespect him, he forget you. He doesn't. Thing is, what's good about Gordon is he understands that. He doesn't need anybody, right? Like he needs his team. Like his team are his boys for sure. But if you're on the outside and you treat him like shit, he doesn't need you. Why should he respect you? But if Absolutely. you show him respect, he'll always show respect back. Absolutely. Always, no which matter is, what it is. Which is how life should be. Amen. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's how it yeah. should be. Draco, he missed weight. He apologized to your brother. That's respect. That's respect. Yeah, that's you. respect. You know? you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you yeah. ended up teaching him a little, little bit of a lesson in the ring, which was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And we spoke after. Like, it's all good. Man. Things are all good between us. Like, I'm that's not mad right. at him anymore. You know? Of course. Yeah, but you... But uh, listen... I want to see the match. Gordon versus Andre. It's got to happen, guys. It's got to happen for, for Galvao. Man. It has like, Gordon doesn't. Gordon needs the match even less. Yeah. 
Like now, if if Gordon refuses to fight him, it's worse for Galvan. <laughs> like if I was Galvan, I'd be begging, I'd be begging Gordon to fight me, man. Fight he, me, man. Let's do got, it. He got scared. He didn't anticipate that slap, and it was a good slap. And he didn't anticipate, yeah. it, and he's like, "What? What?" Like he just yeah. he didn't register what was going on. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. Gordon, kudos to him, man. You know, and uh, yeah. He's a good Listen, player. I'm not I'm not saying it's for sure Gordon's gonna win the match. I think, but does. I favor him in that match. hundred oh, percent. There's no guarantees Mentally. in life. You know, you never know. I you think, never know. I think Galvao would, would start losing that fight and then just lose his mind and go crazy against Gordon, and then that yeah. fight's gonna end there. It depends on the rule set they choose, but he may never have to actually engage. You uh, know, I get what you're saying. That's you true. know what I mean. And so there's there could be no winner. There could, like, let's say um, there was a match, uh, Nikki Ryan versus Uriah Faber. I don't know yeah. if you guys saw it. Yeah, of course I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Nikki's for sure much better at grappling. He is, but he's you know, but it's hard man. to sub a guy yeah. when you know how, when you could yeah. you know. You can, you know, play around a bit. Well, you know? it's the, the famous Brendan Schaub shutdown, you know? They call it Brendan Yeah, Schaub you shut the guy the, down. Yeah. It is what it is, man. You, don't, you, you, you need don't the guy to engage. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, people you know, don't like, I, 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 I do the same thing. It's called, it's called the Terry Time shutdown. I just don't engage. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy to sub a guy, man. No. If a guy refuses to engage, you can't sub him. It's, and it's also you know. the best feeling in the world when you do sub one, especially in, in competitions. Uh, Alex yeah. has a question. I'll let him go. Then I'll ask you a question. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 after your fight in your press conference, you uh, yeah. well you, you joked around about saying, "Hey, uh, the next opponent is a uh, Ariel Helwani," yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but realistically speaking, like eventually, like uh, maybe on your third fight, because I know you have three fights left on your contract. Yeah. Let's say on your third fight, who do you eventually see? Like 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 like, what's your goal? Like like, who do you want to beat in a bantamweight division? I mean. I would only, I would love to fight Sean O'Malley just because he's got a huge following and I don't know why I don't know why he's so <laughs> why people love him so much like no, nothing about what he says and does is interesting to me like I just find he's just a guy who does drugs and plays video games you man. guys so are what? two very different people <laughs> yeah, yeah like, very I don't get different it. to me I don't just don't get that whole thing I just don't get it I would love to take that clout though I would love to take some of his fans if I beat him you know be nice <laughs> be nice just you know whatever take some of those people over they won't like you he's too nice of a guy they won't like you they don't like that con- yeah they probably <laughs> they won't like, like me yeah, yeah. makes no sense but anyways whatever I, I'd fight I'd fight almost any, I'd fight anybody bro but uh, right now what I gotta do is I gotta watch tape on the guys who fought recently and figure out who's available and uh, get a match for May or June hopefully uh, the state of the Bantamweight division. What do you yeah. think it's at? I mean, we have a big fight coming. Oh, up. it's amazing, man! By the way, it's got to be one of the best divisions in the UFC. I think for so, sure. There's a ton yeah. of killers, man. Yeah, I think yeah. we have like 90, 90 fighters in the in the UFC in our weight class, and there's like uh, five hundred fifty fighters on the roster. That's crazy. Like, we have a huge weight class. Man. Yeah, and it's, what do you think is gonna happen uh, this weekend? I mean, this is, this is gonna listen, be aired on Tuesday, but let's see if we can. Yeah, listen, I don't I don't really bet, but uh, I favor Jan over over Aljamain, nah. and that's with respect to Aljamain. I just think uh, Jan style beats Aljamain style more more than anything. I can see that. But if Aljamain is coming with a dog mentality to shoot relentlessly and no matter what, go for that takedown and wrap him up, he can win. I think that's his path to victory. If he yeah, exactly. if he does the mistake. Of fighting with fear and the striking, he's gonna pay for it big. Oh, yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel the same way. I think Aljamain Sterling, the only, the way I see him winning, it's really if he, if he like, like finishes him uh, by a submission because he's, he's gotta go to, for it. He's, he's gotta go for it. Uh, Peter Yan's a really great boxer. He's, uh, yeah. he, he trains boxing a lot, yeah. and I feel like he might KO Aljamain Sterling. Um, yeah. 
we we saw it with the fight with Aldo, how how Peter Yan started off really slow and then picked up the pace and then just ground and pound them and yeah that's that's it that's all and I, I feel I, like that's could yeah be game plan. listen the, there's Aljamain who fights with hesitation and striking and there's the Aljamain who shows up and he doesn't hesitate when it comes to striking if the one that doesn't hesitate shows up he's got a much better chance of taking him down if he's a little bit afraid of Jan's power or a little bit doubtful that he's going to get outstruck and he, and he fights with a little bit of reserve in the takedowns I don't see him winning. It's 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 a very interesting matchup, and I think that just the way yeah. you guys are talking back and forth, and it's like this has to happen, this has to happen. It's a very interesting matchup for me. Other than that, where are you ranked now? Are you ranked? Are we going to wait? And- no, I'm not ranked. Yet. Not ranked no, yet. not yet. So, no. what's your what's the next fight for you? What's what's your three fight plan since you have three fights left on your contract? Well, right now, like yeah. this week, what I'm doing is basically watching the last like uh, five six events and finding all the bantamweights who fought on it, all the ones who won, all the ones who lost. And I got to make myself a list of guys I want to fight. And I got to ch- cross-reference that with who's already booked. Mm. And then send it to the yeah. UFC and see if if, I, if any of those guys put me on their list. And see if we match up. Because you didn't call anybody out. So that's what I actually wanted to ask you. What the, what's the process with the UFC? And it's confusing. Shot? That's it's what it is. <laughs> it's very confusing. I mean, all okay. I see is Dana White's wall with all the names on it. That's all I see all the time. Guys, I still don't understand. I've been in the UFC four years, man. I don't get it. It's it's like uh, it's like a Rubik's cube for me, <laughs> you know. And like, let's say like now, because I wanted to fight after that decision loss I had with Vince. I want to fight like pretty soon after, because I took no damage, guys. I took no damage, and every time they call me to offer me fights, like there's there's two there's two really type scenarios in the UFC. First scenario is they call you and they ask you if you want to fight a guy. Okay, from what I have understood from these phone calls, okay. Is I'm I I say yes or no. If you say yes, you're on a list of options for a guy. So they probably call the guy and said, or that guy called and said, I have these names, and then they call each guy and they see if he's willing to fight. Okay, so I say I say yes. Now they go back to the guy. Okay, these guys said yes. Okay, uh, I I'll go with this guy. So then I don't get the fight. But. I don't get a call back saying you didn't get it. I'm just waiting now for weeks. <laughs> You're looking at Twitter. Because I said, yes, I'm getting ready for this guy. I'm watching the game on him. I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready. You know? And then, but the thing is, if you say no, let's say they call you and they say, you want this guy? And you say no. Now, they'll put you at the bottom of the list. Like, you lose your seniority. You lose your place of waiting to get a call. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, everyone says yes. You Almost nobody say yes. says no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, one time I said no, and it's because my kids were... Like I was expecting my daughters to be born that week. Okay. And they wanted me to fight in three weeks. <laughs> and I was going to say yes. And my brother's like, there's no way, man. You're not going to sleep for three weeks. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was brutal. <laughs> you know? And it's your money. It's your but, livelihood. You want to support the two daughters, right? Your twin, yeah, I want to support. Girls, and then right? I was like, okay, if I fight, then I have a month off, you know, whatever. But shh, forget it. And then, uh, so anyways, so this last year and a half, I was saying yes. And... I guess I wasn't getting picked or whatever for whatever reason. Maybe the matchups weren't good or the timing wasn't good. And then w- me and another guy had agreed to fight each other, but then COVID hit. And this was before Dana White decided to just keep going. Mm-hmm. So then uh, it fell through. And then when they reopened the UFC, I called Sean Shelby right away. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just put this fight together. And he's like, okay, perfect. We already, we're already going to sign the contract, you know? So he calls the guy. And the guy's like, no, I'm changing weight class. Oh. <laughs> 
So then, okay, so then back on the list, but I didn't lose my my seniority or whatever. So they kept calling me. I kept saying yes, and it didn't work out till Draco. Are you going to stay at uh, Bantamweight? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's yeah. great. I can't go down. There's no way I'm going down. Yeah, yeah fuck that shit. There's no way I'm going down. <laughs> Maybe I'll go up one day, but for now, it's 135. Well, now it's you're... too easy for me. To make the weight, it's too easy. What do you walk around at, 150? 155, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, so okay. what's, yeah. what's harder, training for a camp or raising twin daughters? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It's a good trick question. <laughs> good. Listen, the camps, the camps were hard for the mental man, but the kids, you know, it's uh, it's a different beast. It's a, it's a, it's a different joy. animal, man. But I love them. They're great. They're they're, they're rewarding in two different ways, but uh, they bring me happiness. The kids, for sure. That's it. It gives you a um, purpose, right? Yeah, it gives me that purpose, man. That's my why. So I've I've seen I've seen on I've seen on Twitter that she tweeted a lot about Bilal Muhammad, and yeah. I, I'm I'm also high on him. I, I've I've seen his last fight, um, and he, and he performed really well. Um, what do you see in him, and do you think he can potentially, you know, be heart, a champion? Man. He's got heart, man. He's got heart. He's got dedication. He's like, uh, listen, you know, like when they talk about Tom Brady when he got selected in the draft, <laughs> like what was he like the sixth? Pick, six round pick Sixth or something. Round, yeah. He's got the yeah. worst freaking stats, man. You know what I mean? I'm not saying Bilal is un unathletic or anything like that, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> but they couldn't rip open Tom, uh, Tom Brady's chest and see his heart. You know, they didn't understand his discipline, his hard work, his ethic. And I feel like the people who count Bilal Muhammad out is because they don't see his work ethic, you know? And I don't even know him that much. I only know him a little bit, but he's, I can tell who, who he is, what his character is, you know? And he's got a great story. Yeah, Alex... Alex and I are super high on him. We spoke about him a bunch. I mean, he's he's he's. Uh, I love watching him fight. I think he's one of the yeah. Most entertaining he's got a great fight. And yeah, and he had a rough up. start too, right? Of he course. had a rough start in the UFC. His style is going to have a rough rough start, right? He's just, yeah, he's out there. He's a brawler, right? He's going to get hit or miss. It's he's like, in your yeah. face. Yeah, he doesn't stop. And he's he's exactly. set up to fight Leon right now, right? I love that. Yeah, I can't. I love that he's taking that chance. Man. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Listen, I, I respect all other promotions for sure, but one thing that's so great about the UFC. Is you can fight for the title like that, like that man. Yeah. Like that, man. Even in bantamweight, it happened one time. TJ had an opponent that pulled out, and uh, I can't remember who he fought. But the guy took it on twenty-four hours notice, bro. He just decided to fight for the title. He was already on the card, but still, he got bumped up to the title fight against TJ. And he went four rounds. He went four yeah. or five rounds with him against TJ. He got TKO'd. I don't remember that, but I mean, there's Ally Quinto as another example. Oh, it happened to him too, yeah. Well, I went to he fought Khabib. Remember when they had Tony Ferguson? The that was short out? notice. It was he was supposed to fight on that card, but his his fighter bailed. Yeah, out, so exactly. He fought Khabib for the title. Yeah, that's a huge opportunity, man, and I love that. Man. I love that. I love that. I'm I like this it. fight. Like for me now, this fight changed my life. Like the contract I got plus the bonus, it changed everything for me, man. Just that's and I was almost not gonna take the fight because of the weight. Four and a half pounds is in in fighting. It's huge, man. Well, we are, we appreciate you taking the fight, and, and like I said, yeah. as soon as I saw that Leon and uh, Bilal announced, I tweeted right away. I said, "Take all my money! Like I'll watch this fight <laughs> yeah. ten times." Right? Like both this guys could, are if, great if he wins this fight, if he wins this fight, he could come out with his own documentary on Netflix. <laughs> That's it, Bilal Muhammad. Man, remember the name, guys. Yeah, and yeah. I love the way he promotes himself. He's yeah, yeah. such a great guy. Man. You know, honestly, like I'm a fan of his. Yeah, same here. Same here. Do you think can beat Usman? That's a tough fight. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough fight. Listen. You gotta be honest, but but can he beat him? Is there a chance? It depends on the training camp. It depends what he does, guys. Listen, when it yeah. comes to fighting, it's like it's like football. Okay, like in football, they invest in coaches who go above and beyond in game planning, in strategy, in finding a way to bring the team together, and finding a, a hole in the other team's game. Like they study tape and they do all this stuff. The same thing with fighting. It's just on a smaller scale. It's for one guy. You got to prepare one athlete yeah. to go fight one athlete. You know. 
But if you come from a camp where they have a good mindset and they understand that they got a game plan and they got to find holes in the other guy's game. Yeah. And if the guy's fast, they got to slow him down. If the guy's got no cardio, we got to redline him. If the guy's weakness is this, we got to do that. You know, if, if, if you have a coach like that, anybody can beat anybody. It, it's, yeah. cra- it's crazy how your coaches can change you. And it doesn't matter. You don't need to come from a TriStar anymore. You don't need to come from a yeah. Greg Jackson's anymore. I mean, uh, watching uh, Adesanya's interviews and he's talking about how he knew years ago he was, uh, like, striking-wise, he was ahead of most of the competition. And he's coming... Yeah, but he's got a high-level striking coach. He has a high-level... But we didn't know about Eugene for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. He's just under the radar. Yeah, under the radar. There's a, there's so many gems mm-hmm. out there. And... And you're you're you 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 live and you grew up with one of the best, right? So yeah, you were kind of spoiled in that regard. But when it comes yeah. out, when it comes down to it, you need to have somebody behind you that's going to be able to push the right buttons and make sure that you to guide you in the right. Yeah, way. for sure. But don't forget, when well, me for us were coming up, for us wasn't a master. You, you know what I mean? He became a master. But when I when I started learning from my brother, he was just a blue belt. You know, that's the thing yeah. that people forget is that I trust that we never had. Yeah. Yeah, and I trust that we never had a master. You know, our masters were far away. Like at one point we had Bruno, but Bruno left us. Yeah, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, he left us, bro, my, and we did, we lost my, him. My sensei, don't talk shit. Yeah, now he's your sensei now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, when, when he left Tristar, he was he had his own school and whatever. Then we had no black belt. You know, okay, where we're we gonna get a black belt? We had John. Okay, but John's in New York, so we gotta drive down to New York, man. You gotta go all the way there to get technique. You know, you gotta do all these things. You gotta watch stuff online. You gotta figure it out. You gotta trial and error. So it took us a long time for, for us to build the knowledge and the depth and the trial and error and stuff. And we had guys in that era still making to the UFC, still fighting for titles. You know, like we had Rory, we had George, we had a lot of, had David Loiseau fought for a belt, you know, had so many good guys, even though we didn't have a true master pushing us. So a lot of it is hard, a lot of it is discipline, a lot of it is courage, you know, and pushing the pace and conditioning, so many things. And uh, other than, I mean, you're 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 the up and coming. You're the new guy in the gym, right? I mean, especially after this win, who else in the gym that we might not have heard of? And I think I know who you're gonna say. Listen, I don't know if you heard of Mendel Nalo. Yeah, or not. I knew you're gonna say him. Listen, he's gonna blow up, man. Listen, every yeah. time this guy throws any strike, it's gonna be a, it's almost a home run. It's almost a guaranteed home run. He's unbelievable. you know what I mean? Yeah, he's incredible, guys. And uh, he's got two viral knockouts already. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's fighting, I think, soon, April second, maybe. And uh, I think you know. I would put my money and he's gonna have another viral video. This guy's a killer, man. This guy's a killer. He's intense, man. He's and he's uh yeah. he's a different human. Right? Yeah. He's a and more... also I would also mention that as somebody who's super underrated, who's actually also in the UFC, seven fight win streak in the UFC, is Arnold Allen. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he was training yeah. with you guys. Yeah, he's been with us for years, man. I had no yeah, I noticed it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, been with yeah, us yeah. for years, bro. Years, years, years. Great guy, amazing guy. But what's crazy, like, let me tell you something. Like, you know, we were talking about matchmaking before. Mm-hmm. You know, I, don't, I don't know if uh, you guys are tired of the subject, but this oh, is how really. crazy matchmaking is in the UFC. Is He's won seven straight. He only fights once a year in the UFC. It's too many <laughs> fighters. But that's it's crazy, man. That's why they're cutting everybody now, right? So It's crazy. Yeah. And he's a UK fighter. You know what I mean? Like, he's got fans there. He's got fans in North America. And, like, like they should be fi- he should be fighting two, three times a year. Yeah. You know? And he's Definitely. like, in, in, the, and in the UFC, he submitted a black belt. He submitted Mads Burnell, and he was losing that fight, man. Listen, he choked out a black belt after, like, you know, I think he was, like, one round apiece, and it, but it wasn't looking good, man. It wasn't looking good, and he ended up choking him out, man. That's crazy. You know, now we call that, we call that choke the Allen key, okay? Allen because key, his last name is Allen. <laughs> Allen key, submitted a black belt. <laughs> that's sick. That's actually, you know what I mean? He's a beast, bro. That's a good Listen, name. 
we got to promote this kid. I'm telling you, he's amazing. Well, he's amazing too. Let him know and we'll have him on. We'll talk to him. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's him fighting soon too. So, I, you know, it'll be good uh, for him to be on your show, promote his fight, especially for Canadians because I feel like not enough Canadians know that he's training in Montreal. I he's been here for I, years. I didn't know. And I love, I've been yeah. watching the UFC since I was fucking 10 years old. You know. I mean? Yeah, he's been <laughs> here for like four or five years actually. <laughs> That's crazy. I had no, I, I like, I heard the yeah. name. I saw the, I yeah. know the fight you're talking about, but honestly, sometimes I don't even look at the corners to see who's coaching. You know what I mean? I just watch the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll no, notice, sometimes sure, I'll sure. notice for us. I'll be like, oh fuck, that guy's from Montreal. Like I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, good, man. So I'll I'll let him know about your show, and like I'll, I'll pump to come on, man. I want him to be promoted here because he's a great guy. Absolutely. So I have I have three questions, and Alex is going to close it off with two last questions. So uh, yeah. they're very simple. It's just straight up. Who has the best jiu-jitsu in the UFC? In the UFC, Ryan Hall. Okay, that's a good answer. I met Ryan yeah. Hall at a gas station once. Weird yeah. guy, nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I met him at the corner of um, of Souvenir and Curie La Belle. I don't know why he was there. But yeah. But, okay. I would say I would say right hall Damien Meyer right this be close 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 one close hard, hard not to say Damien Meyer even Dorino you can throw him in there um, yeah. I, I used to say Gunnar Nelson back in the day because Gunnar Nelson's jiu jitsu was slick it's fantastic yeah slick jiu jitsu fantastic best striking in the UFC oh man listen it's tough it's a, it's tough okay it's very tough very very tough okay but uh, for now I would say as it is right now I'll put a draw between Wonderboy and Adesanya. I was. I say the exact same thing. We're on the same page, Jamie. I mean, I, yeah. I think Wonderboy. I say Wonderboy is leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of people because what he yeah. does, hands down, wide stance. He's able to create the distance and be able to close the distance whenever he wants, and he throws yeah. those uppercuts like yeah. faster than anybody I've ever seen. He's what he did to Vincent, Vincente Luque was insane. It was a okay? piece. It was a piece. Of it was crazy. Was. And let me tell you something. Jeff Neal is no is no chump. Okay, Top this guy is a murderer. Okay, this guy is a killer, man. And uh, even at one point, Wonderboy asked him if he was okay. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that. Yeah, he did because crazy. he felt bad because Wonderboy is yeah. Wonder Nice Guy. He's the nicest guy in the world. super <laughs> nice guy. He's like me. He's a super nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit meaner than him, but uh, I like to think I'm a nice guy. But that's how amazing he is. He's so good at striking. He's asking if you're all right in there. But it's you know he kind of feels bad. He probably he was probably was there at some point in his career. You know what I mean? But yeah, actually I don't think he lost up until he technically lost to Woodley, which I really gave him that win. But yeah, man, listen, one thing that's crazy for me is uh, Woodley's a great guy. Yeah. Woodley's a great guy. But during that era of him and, and Wonder Boy and all that stuff, he was calling himself the greatest welterweight of all time. That makes sense to me. But listen, Matt Hughes was amazing. <laughs> George is fantastic, and neither of them had draws. Neither of them had draws. They had lost. Neither of them had draws. You lose. You lose and you win again. And the like fact that class. the fact that he got scared, well, I mean, we'll change the subject, but uh, Woodley, the, when they called majority draw and he's like, didn't know what happened, he got scared. It means that he actually thought he lost the fight. Yeah, that's, been, yeah. That's the way I see that's it. That's the mental I'm like, he was like, He wasn't confident in the fight. Yeah. And he knew yeah. that he lost the fight. Anyway, I could talk about Woodley for, for yeah. years and how he kind yeah. of regressed. He was supposed to come train at TriStar in Montreal also. I don't know what happened with I that. I think it would have done him good. I mean, not that yeah. Yeah. So those guys isn't good. but yeah. Uh, yeah, Those guys are great. But you know, sometimes like even Kevin Lee, he came, he, he switched it up. He did amazing. Yeah. You know, his last fight wasn't so great when he got choked up. But uh, he had issues with the weight cut that week. Things went not so great. But who do you get choked uh, out to? One of the guys that the choke out. You got artists. choked out by Oliveira, no? Yeah, the choke out artist, like the guy that just choked yeah. out. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. But the thing is, it, it shouldn't have happened. Man. It shouldn't have happened. And yeah. the game plan was to avoid that choke, man. Yeah. Okay. That, we, <laughs> <laughs> that was the game plan: is avoid that choke. Avoid. <laughs> Listen, it happens. Okay, it happens. It things is. go wrong in it. Listen, when the lights are on, sometimes they burn. Okay, sometimes things go wrong. But you know, uh, he had a rough. He had a rough fight week. Leading yeah. up to that fight, and uh, and I think it played a major role because I think he beats Oliveira, man. 
uh, I think it can nice, be. It'll be a nice fight. Last last question yeah. before Alex goes is uh, who's the uh, who's the best fighter? Don't you can't say GSP. Who's the good, yeah? Okay. Who's the best fighter? <laughs> who's the best fighter alive right now? No, at all time. Oh, can't, all time. Can't say GSP. Damn, all time. Because <laughs> it's not. I'm not saying it's not GSP. I'm saying because I know your answer. No, uh, you know my. I'm gonna say GSP because for me it's hands down GSP. Yeah. Which you gotta see. Uh, I gotta listen. I'm gonna have to put Khabib. Who's more dominant than Khabib? All right. So it's not John Jones. Good stuff. No, there's no way it's John Jones. There's no way it's John Jones. I like that. And I can, I can, listen, probably, you, listen, I can probably guess listen. why. You know why? Yeah, I know why. And uh, yeah. kind of on the same page. That's why I say GSP. Once you have one. once you have this mark, you you're out of this ranking. Mm-hmm. It's finished. It's tough. And the no, that's and I love John Jones. Me and John Jones are boys. Yeah, you guys share camps, right? For the Greg Jackson. I love John Jones. I love Greg Jackson's. But you know, you're out of that list. You know. Yeah, exactly. Alex. Okay, so here's the the most important question now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you're Lebanese. Yeah, we. I love Lebanese food. Terry loves the Lebanese yeah. food, right, Terry? I have to. My girlfriend's Lebanese. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we want to know what's your favorite Lebanese restaurant in Montreal or Laval, and yeah. the answer cannot be your mom's. Food. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately for my Lebanese peeps, okay, the best place for me right now for Arabic food, it's Monty. Oh, Monty's good. They have I heard, that, oh, yeah. They have that French, the best, toast, French toast knefe. I had it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, they had it. Amazing. Listen, their, their fatouche is incredible. Okay. And <laughs> even he opened now a little side restaurant in there too where he sells fried chicken. That's freaking amazing too. Okay. I forget the yeah, name of the place. I got to check it out now. I got to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, what's it called, man? Cali MTL, man. Alex, you're from Cali. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hit up Cali. You gotta, when they come to Montreal, you're gonna go eat there. Cali MTL. I love it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll go check it out, Alex. All right, hey, man. I really appreciate it, man. That was an awesome conversation. I could talk to you for hours, man. And uh, yeah, man. Next Listen, time... next when I'm having my next fight, I'll come on. We'll promote it, and uh, yeah. if you guys want, and then I'll also talk to uh, Arnold, man. Absolutely, man. We'd love it. Yeah, we'd love it. Perfect, and, man. Uh, I'm friendly with Louis on Twitter, so we're gonna get Louis to come on. Okay, great. Yeah, get and, Louis. On. He's supposed uh, to be fighting soon too. Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. So we'll get him to come on, and uh, so we really appreciate it, man. Honestly, it was a great talk. I could talk. Guys, to you thank you very much. Years, and uh, we'll take it from there. Alex, Guys, thank thanks you, for man. hitting me up, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, man. man. So again, and good luck episode, for your future fights. Thank you, man. This episode is brought to you by uh, Mike's BBQ Rub MTL. Uh, we just heard a news press release. They're going to do a labne with Zatar mix just for the image. <laughs> uh, man, they got to make a, a barbecue tomb sauce. That's what they got to make. A barbecue tube sauce? Tomb, tomb, uh, garlic sauce. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Okay, I'll, yeah. tell, them. I'll tell them. They have a yeah. sick barbecue sauce, too. So go on the yeah. website. Hot sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Best stuff. Rubs, mustard, truffle sauce. It's unbelievable. Uh, I'm Terry. That was Alex. Amen Zahavi. Thank you. I appreciate it. Peace.